Hey guys, and welcome back to The Natty Scene with your host, AJ Morris and Vicky Masita. Uh, we are back for the M&M update. Uh, we hope you're all good. Uh, we appreciate the support on the last episode. Everyone seemed to love that. They were like quoting bits from it as well, which is super cool. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the support as usual. And we are going to crack into our episode today. So how has your week been, Vic? What's been going on with you? Any new revelations in the uh, in the Masita camp? Uh, in the Masita camp. New revelations. Okay, so let's go on um, nutrition-wise, first of all, because obviously I have been getting so many messages about my bloating and if I've figured out anything and that kind of thing. And if I'm going to be honest with you... Bloating the... expert. In a bloating expert, that's what I am. Um, the, the, if I'm going to be honest with you, the thing is, is that I haven't identified exactly what it is as of yet up until last night oh. because I was almost a little bit too scared to introduce foods again because my digestion was good, my training was good, my sleep was good, and I was like, listen, things are working. I just don't right, want to change it. Up. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just don't want to fuck it up. So anyway, just by, I wasn't going to either, but just by um, unfortunate fate, I didn't have enough sweet potato in the house to kind of marry up to what I needed. Oh, white potato. Oh, God. I know. I had to just implement. And get this, it was only 75 grams of baby white potatoes. They were baby as well, (laughs) right? 75 grams, that's like Mm -hmm. half a potato or something, right? And I mixed that in with my sweet potato meal. Mm. So I had that at half past six um, last night. And by seven o'clock, I was fat. Oh, wow. Yeah. All and from white potato. All from white potato. Mm. And it was that quicker thing. Obviously, everybody, you know that my digestion is really quick. I've got a fast metabolism, blah, 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 all that bullshit. Um, but yeah, it was that quick. So it hadn't really gone through all of my lower gut at that point either realistically it hit my stomach and then my upper intestine and that's when it started to kind of cause this bloating wow um and i felt lethargic straight away and i was like what on earth is this going on about and then it obviously twigged that i had white potato in there and it's like well it's got to be that interesting now the thing is with white potato is that um it's higher in raffinose which is what that doesn't that sound like a ninja turtle yeah it does actually raffinose yeah yeah raffinose um so it is it's higher in a a chemical called raffinose and um sweet potato just doesn't have that interesting okay at all so um it seems to me like i've got some kind of a little bit of an intolerance to raffinose in itself so, um, which actually can, it can correlate with other things because when I did have some peppers, mm-hmm. just chopped up a few peppers and racked that in with my chicken, I did experience some digestive discomfort as well. Okay. And that has some, some higher stuff, that with capsicum as well. So, sure. yeah, unfortunately, I think anabolic chippies are no longer for the tiny titan. Well, for, well, with white potato, you can have them with sweet. I know. But it's but not it's the not same, good. man. So many people keep telling me, oh, AJ, you can have your um, white potato or you can have um, some sweet potato in the in the um, air fryer. It's like, absolutely not. It just doesn't taste the same. I prefer no. sweet potato baked if I'm going to have it yeah. or in the or in the microwave. Yeah. Um, fuck, that's frustrating. I know, isn't it? I love because white potato. I was, I was the anabolic chippy maker. I'm, anabolic chippies was my hashtag for fuck's sake. And now I can't have it. So now I'm going to have to create a new hashtag to state something along the lines of anabolic, anabolic flat baked stomach. sweet potato. 
<laughs> which just sounds shit. <laughs> but yeah, so if anybody can come up with a good hashtag for sweet potatoes and chip or mash nope. or whatever like that, then yeah. Now, is it all white potato or could you look at having something like a red potato? Um, I could possibly have a look at it. I'd need to have a look at the Raffinose content into it. I mean, I can trial it and obviously yeah. see what it goes. But it is surprising, you know, because um, I just had that little bit. And then this morning, I woke up and weighed in two pounds heavier just from the bloat. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's just from that tiny little bit. So everybody who comes to me about their weight and all the scale weight, this and the scale weight, that it could literally be something as simple as 75 fucking grams of, of something, something you don't agree with. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I don't think I have an issue with raffinones because I have a kilo of white potato a day. <laughs> no, I think you're all right. I think you have the digestive system of an ox and can therefore digest every raffinose chemical, phytonutrient and everything else on this planet. Um, and not it's weird. It, on, on the topic of digestion and digestive system of an ox, I, I do think that that's something that I, I do have that's favorable is that I never ever ever get stomach issues like ever yeah um, like people were asking me when I was carving up for my shows and I was using white potato and people mm. were like how like how can you stomach that amount of food but I, I eat white potato and when I was younger I used to, I used to get similar issues I just feel grim after eating it same mm. even same with sweet potato um but now I, I eat it and it's like eating Rice Krispies. It's like, I feel like I haven't eaten. Um, I just feel like I, I just, you know, it's gone. It's gone. It's just digested. Um, yeah. But the one thing that plays havoc with my digestion, Vic, is hmm. excessive protein. I, I oh, This is yeah. why I changed your diet a little bit initially um, when you were on, on, like, more protein than I was. Um, <laughs> but I... And then a cow. I, I just can't seem to whatever like whenever I put up my protein significantly, I, I just seem to get like, horrible side effects. Like just yeah. just that the whole lower abdomen bloating that you're talking about with white potato, that's what happens to me when I have excessive protein. And it sucks. It you're right, it does make you feel very lethargic. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, other than that, training went okay and everything like that this week, all good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, training's quite good, actually, because I'm having to auto-regulate because of this issue that I've got with my shoulder. Um, So we were just having a little bit of a chat previously, weren't we, to recording, saying that I'm going to go and see a um, a magician, um, chiropractor, physio, whatever, muscle doctor, whatever his name is, uh, or however he wants to be called, um, actually called Voldemort. Wow. So apart from the fact that I'm just a little bit scared... Um, he has been classed as a miracle worker, so it's going to take me two hours to get there. But Fuck. yeah, well, the thing is, though, got to do it. Shoulder, got to do it. It's got to be done, right? You know. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the things or key things that um, I wanted to bring back from our last week's chat. You know, mm. but doing things to get optimal results. If it means me traveling two hours out of my day today, I mean, that's what well, it's four hours so because it's two hours there, two hours back. So if it means me doing that traveling to sort out an issue that I've got with my shoulder that's avoiding me doing my um, overhead pressing and chest pressing and things like that, then fuck it, man. I'm going to travel two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, yeah. and it's it's what's got to be done at the end of the day. But other than that, yeah, my lower sessions are going sick, um, and so I'm having to. I am I am having to swap out a couple of things just to adjust things from a shoulder again, you know, because I can't obviously open up my chest that much. So it's like I was doing my squats, but I was doing some zombie squats, okay. which was quite hilarious because I, I have front squats anyway in my plan. But holding it up this way, the way that I would normally do, or holding it up this way with my elbows forward, just causing too much strain on my shoulder. But actually holding it out like a zombie, it was it was actually really good, Fine, and I managed yeah. to get quite heavy on that. Um, so yeah, that was quite enjoyable. So training in its entirety is very good, and nutrition is bro and chicken and rice. And at the moment, that's where it's going to stay. <laughs> good, yeah, keep it that way. If you find something that works, keep it. Absolutely. Good. So, how's your week gone? Yes, a good week in the books again. Uh, every session has been pretty good. I'd say that towards the end of the week, um, again, like just, I, I think I'm I'm close to probably having to deload. I deloaded about sort of six, seven weeks ago. So I'm probably at that point where I, I need to probably implement another one at some point. Um, I, I just, I, I, I just, like what's that? What's making you feel like that? just general lethargy through the day okay. uh, i know exactly when i need to do it um because I, i'm usually like buzzing like if you ask if you ask my dad like i'll just be like running around the house all day doing stuff and i, I won't really just sort of sit at my laptop and pass out and just do work like I, i'll do uh, like four check-ins and I, i'll walk around a little bit or i'll do something else or i'll clean this or whatever like i, I like moving i don't like just staying stagnant and when i don't have the energy to like do that like and when I start questioning myself about going out for a walk or taking my dog out for a walk I know mm. that like I'm not feeling good like if you're mm. questioning yourself about taking your dog for a walk imagine what, what, what you're psychologically going through when you put you know 180 kilos on your back yeah you know, I think I, I don't think I'm setting myself up too well for that not so, really um I think either um not next week because I've got a few things going on I'm actually training with Mark Claxton on Tuesday, which I'm fucking pumped for. Um, that'll be really exciting. Um, and then that is I've... quite exciting, actually. He's promised me a couple of sessions beforehand. Mark, you oh, bastard! Oh, mate, you said you were going to train with me first, mate. I'm... Me and Mark, me and Mark have said to each other, we'll promise to train with each other for a long fucking time. So I just said, oh, okay, Mark, fine. Well, I'll take I you said, Mark, <laughs> give me a schedule, man. And he said, all right, here's my schedule. And I was like, right, whack me in the diary here. And uh, so we're doing it. Um, so we're actually training legs. So amazing. Um, and then he's a beast on legs. I know that you're a beast on legs, but have you seen some of the shit that he does? I know, fucking epic. I can't wait. <laughs> it got, I, I, I love training with people that are better than me, and he's better than me in a lot of regards. He's, he's bigger. He's, he's achieved more than me, and um, I think we're very similar in the fact that we both came second at a BMBF Junior british yeah. championship he lost to um chapelle oh he did he yeah did. but um he, he if you've seen any of those shots of him we're going off on a bit of a tangent but if you've we seen any bit. of those shots of him when he was a junior mark was absolutely inside out dice oh yeah <laughs> he was so he was, he was sick he was, was so peeled but he was crap. so he'd lost so much muscle to get that lean i know <laughs> there's only one of the guy that i've seen who got that lean like inside out almost concentration camp look lean and yeah. you know what his uh, that was nathan williams 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see that shot when he was holding his trophy and he was kind of looking over and just having a smile? As you smile, you get like the little apples in your cheek. Yeah, yeah he had none of those. They yeah. were sucked in. He had feathers on his feathers on his quads and it was just yeah. like, holy shit. But then do you see what these guys do in the off-season? Mm. Sorry, again, just going off on a tangent. Yeah. If you see Nathan Williams in an off-season, man, he's not like that. <laughs> no, he, of course not. He puts on some good fluff. Yeah, yeah. But look at the size of him. You yeah. know, it obviously proves that. I mean, he's very comfortable with his physique, which is brilliant. Mm. Uh, and the same with with Andy. With the same with Andy Chappelle, he puts on some good fluff in the off season, and he doesn't. You know, after he trains or after he competes, sorry, he doesn't train for like three weeks. Mm. He's just like, oh, I'm going to take three weeks off the gym. Like that, really. <laughs> Interesting. I couldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I, I don't know. Fuck no. Do you're you're primed. You're primed for muscle gain when you. When you finish a contest prep season, yes, your body's tired, but give it, you know, give it a little bit of time just to sort of heal up and eat enough. Eating an abundance of carbohydrates is amazingly good for reducing diet fatigue. So yeah. eat an abundance of carbohydrates, get in the gym and train with quite high volumes and you'll actually regain a lot of lost tissue. Um, but just sit and gain body fat. <laughs> That's the other option to do, which certainly gives your body a rest. Um, but whether or not that's optimal, I'd, um, I'd be up for arguing that one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. terms of exiting a show. Um, yeah. but yeah, I totally agree in regards to like looking at what the pros do and, uh, you know, their approach to off seasons. Mark, Mark certainly, we, we had several chats throughout sort of my prep and, um, same with Andrew. I chatted to Andrew a few times as well. He was quite helpful at my UK DFBA show in terms of just telling me to eat a bit more and be confident in doing so. So um, they they certainly, from watching them, because I'm a big believer, and this is maybe what we could talk about today, but I'm a big believer in what in in watching people and learning and actually yeah. like using that as a really good tool, especially people who are successful, like. I like watching successful people. I like listening to successful people. Like you wouldn't put it this way. I don't think if you wanted to build an awesome business, why would you listen to someone that's running a business that's failing? Yeah. Why would you do that? Like mm. you want to listen to someone who ideally has gone from not running a business, struggling, building it having more struggles to build something really successful so it's yeah. pointless it's not pointless but it's it's less beneficial in my opinion to listen to someone that's just you know either what like come out of the womb and come in straight into a business um that's successful you know that they, they owned it through family reasons and things like that because they haven't experienced the grind to get there yeah just yeah. so like when you listen to a natural bodybuilder that's got absolutely like class a genetics that's a bit of a difficult thing to be doing because you know they haven't gone through as many arduous processes as someone who's got shitter genetics but has still achieved so like sure. some of these people that are pros now haven't got like the world's best genetics ever like they 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 they, they are genetically endowed in a good way because they've got to where they are but they're not like crazy 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 genetic gifts you know, they've mm. worked fucking hard to get where they are. So I've always been of the opinion that I should, you know, definitely listen to what they've got to say and certainly have a have a cheeky look at what they're doing in their off seasons and try and stay in tune. So like whenever I go to a BNBF show, like I could like you can't 
it, there was never a time where I didn't see David Kay eating a huge bucket of sweet potato and chicken. And there <laughs> just wasn't, I always saw him doing that. And it was, yeah. I was just like, you know, he, and he was in his off seasons. He wasn't prepping at that time. He'd always be super consistent with his food. Um, so that just allows you to think, oh, okay, well, the pros are very consistent with their food in their off seasons. Why aren't, why aren't I, why don't I do that? Because the yeah. amount of people that I know that just get very slack, like I did in previous off seasons, no structure to their day, just eating on a whim, not really eating to fuel their sessions and getting, and really just getting behind, like making themselves look worse as a result. So mm. This is the most consistent I've ever been with my nutrition. And equally, it's probably the best I've ever looked as a result of coming out of a prep in terms mm. of body comp, muscularity, um, and all of that jazz. And it's also the best that I've performed in the gym. So kind of works. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, now, just speaking on the consistency with diet, because I've had a couple of messages through it as well, obviously, from going to a more flexible approach, to a more rigid approach, literally through medical reasons. Sure. Now, you've obviously taken this and you've chosen to um, be consistent with your diet and stick to the quote-unquote bro foods and things. In a sense, how has, yeah. Uh, yeah. How has that um, affected you psychologically going from the flexible approach to this approach? I think I'm psychologically in a better place, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, exact, I'm exactly the same. I, know I used to think about food yeah. way more than I do now. I'd say yeah. my food focus is probably at its lowest yeah. because I just know that I eat, you know, four to five solid meals a day. Yeah. I know what times I eat them and I just do that, you know. Yeah. I like my food. I have a good appetite. I can certainly eat and finish all my food with no issues. Yeah. But I don't, I don't stress. I really don't. I don't worry about food. The amount of times when I was following like a flexible approach that I'd, you know, I'd come home with a bunch of macronutrients to hit and I'd just piece together a pile of shit effectively to hit them. Like, oh, what's in the cupboards, you know? And just whilst that's great, the decision making fatigue that you get from that is just tiring. It's boring. You end up piecing together meals that aren't nutrient dense and that aren't quality macro that aren't quality. Um, and half of the time I was, you know, my protein intake would come a large part from crap sources, you know, just like accruing it from breads, pastas, cheese, etc. just accruing a load of crap protein in there. When in reality, if you set up a day, you can look at that day and you can think, "Mm, is this really optimal? Do I need to, you know, change about my macronutrients so that I can hit, you know, a decent quality serving of protein per meal? And Mm. am I consuming enough nutrient dense foods? You know, Mm. there's there's always something to look at in that regard. Um, And I yeah, I do think that psychologically, I'm just way less food focused than I have been in the past. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like everyone like that. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And that's what I thought I would be like when I had to go on to my bro stuff. Um, You know, and I mean, mine was for medical reasons. And like we were talking about doing things for optimal results. Yes. You know, if if I've got to go bro for a few weeks in order to sort this thing out, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's but in my mind, I was like, fuck, you know, I'm going to be restricting myself again and this, that and the other. And I was a bit upset about it. 
But then actually when I've done it and I've seen the results, like you just said, I am so less food focused. It's unbelievable. I used to watch like Man versus Food I know and, you did. and all of I never things. said anything, but I was like, that's not good. <laughs> No, no, right. So, but I used to do all of that, and I was used to. I used to love like all of that kind of stuff. I like MasterChef because you know the kids watch MasterChef with me because they enjoy it. So I do those. But all of like these ginormous foods and the challenges, and I was like, oh, I could probably have some of that, and I could eat that, and I could eat that when I was flexibly dieting. And now it's just like, well, actually, no, because I'm really enjoying chicken and rice. I know people laugh and they're just like, fuck, man, it's chicken and rice, but. I, it, it is really as simple as that. It, it is, I've got a goal to be healthy, to be optimal. And psychologically, that fits in with me very, very, very well. Yeah. Um. So psychologically, I think I've actually been sorted out a little bit more through the bloating because I've seen Thank the, the epic results that I've had from it. I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I went out for a meal as well. And I didn't have any kind of like, oh, Stress, shit, is that good in my macros? Yeah. I just kind of went, you know what? That looks nice. And I haven't had that for a while. And I think that will suit my digestion. So I'll have that. And I had that and it was no issues. And yeah. so so sometimes going bro actually works really well. Because like yeah. you said, there's only so much mental fatigue that you can manage in one day. And just taking the decision processes. It's like people who wear the same clothes. People who were powerful, I know, right? Okay. People who were hat. powerful, <laughs> yeah, same hat, same three hoodies. Yeah. Um, so that's why I haven't bought you a hoodie for your birthday because you just won't wear it. Oh, mate, you don't, you don't size. know how many I have. I have a ridiculous amount of hoodies. I just wear the same like three. I know. <laughs> so I've wasted we so it. much money on hoodies, especially in America. It's so funny. But that's it. But we, you, you laugh at these people, and it's like some of the most powerful people in the world literally have two outfits. Yeah. And it's the same. It's it, they, they just buy five or six of the same outfit, um, and they just wear those on a rotational basis because it takes the decision fatigue out of it. Um, and especially throughout things like prep. Oh, there was one thing that I was really going to get into. Maybe we do that on another podcast, but it's about sacrifices that you make to make your optimal things in, in prep. Sure. Uh, and that's again about decision fatigue and, and that kind of thing. But I think we'll do that on another podcast. Okay. But yeah, actually make setting your day up so you are not um, fatiguing yourself through decisions like food, like what you're going to wear uh, and what time you're going to eat, what time you're going to walk the dog and that kind what, of thing. What you're going to do. Yeah, exactly what, you, yeah, what you're saying. It makes your day so much easier. It flows so well. Um, and you had a few questions, didn't you, about setting your day up as an online coach because people just kind of think, oh, well, it's easy being an online coach because you can do what you want. Yeah. So about your experience, first of all, and I'll, I'll give you my insight into that because personally, they have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first things first, like the main header is that it's nonstop. Um, yeah. You don't you don't really stop when you're coaching. So like the, the only time that I really try to stop is when I'm training so I do try to sort of put my phone on like do not disturb so I don't get any messages or emails or anything in that time period. Mm -hmm. So you can just focus on training. But does that always happen? No. Especially on days where I'm like, I know that I've got WhatsApps clogging up like no tomorrow. I'll I'll have to answer some of them when, when my rest periods. I'll have to. You know, I just, just can't, I can't get away with it. Um, but yes, I, I, I do I do certainly plan my day. So when before I go to bed, I have a whiteboard in my room. I write out the, the next day's date and then I put on the tasks for the day. 
So like, you know, I, I tend to put them out in, in the order that I think they're going to take place. So yeah, I can sort of visualize my day in a nice, and I can't tell you how much that chills me out before I go to bed. Yeah. This, this is like my pre-bed chill out routine of peace. I put my aromatherapy device in the corner of my room. I switch it on. I have lavender drops in it and I have eucalyptus and this, this one from Amazon as well, which you put in and it smells of baby powder and it's fucking shit hot (laughs) (laughs) AJ getting broody (laughs) you you can yeah you can you can get this aromatherapy device from Amazon Amazon as well it's called a uh, diffuser aromatherapy diffuser um and then I I I start writing out my day for the for the next day um always do this pre-bed don't do it in the morning again in the morning you're you're likely to start to think I don't want to do that don't want to do that in the in the evening pre-bed you're always going to be more inclined to say fuck yeah i'm going to smash tomorrow because you're you know that you'll have had a full night of rest and you'll be ready to go in the morning you might make wake up groggy you know you you want it there and ready to go so i i I sort of structure my day so for example today was like go out do a morning walk um do the pineapple Q&A walkie thing um, so answer the, the Instagram and what yeah. I try to do in that time period as well is like I I try to get through my Instagram DMs so whilst I'm walking I just basically walk up and down the road which is near my house um, I think I did about 1,500 steps so it's it's not it's not an extensive walk but it's not very fast either Funny. Um, so I try to get through my DMs because that gets the stress away from me. I've learned that if I was on this podcast now with you and I knew that in my Instagram DMs I had like 20 to answer and I had WhatsApps from clients and I had check-ins to do today, all of that would build up and my mind would just explode. Um, So I do that. And then the rest of my day is normally structured like, you know, if it's a check-in day, then I'll do check-ins up until the point where I'll train and then uh, once I've trained, I'll come home. I'll do any easy work like video editing or a little bit of pineapple content. I love how content. you call that easy work. I'm like, fuck, I have no idea what to do about video editing. <laughs> that stresses me out to high. Head. It shows. I think that shows like not being not not being harsh to you or anything like that. But it shows the differences in like almost like the the age gaps between online coaches. So like, for example. <laughs> <laughs> for example you know i'm 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 like quite a young online coach and yeah. you're still not a young online coach but in comparison you're a little bit older i'm a <laughs> so, grandma yeah so fuck <laughs> off so, um, so 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 the video editing putting out content is a little bit harder for those yeah. that haven't you know I, i've grown up with that so like when when i when i hop on iMovie or something I didn't yeah. watch any single tutorial. It just came to me very naturally. Whereas if if I said to my dad, can I outsource you to to do my video editing? It would take him a whole day to visit, like edit, edit one video. So for, for me, it's just like that comes super, super easy. But I'd say that there's other things like finances. I'm fucking shit at that. I'm awful at that. You you probably do my finance, finances way better than I do them. And I have to have my dad help me do that, you know. So, but I need a I need someone to do. Anyone out there who 
you can do my accounts and do my tax return for next year, please email me. <laughs> oh, I'll put you in touch with my guy. It's cool. All right, great, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't do none. I don't do none of that crap. I literally have a spreadsheet for my finances. Whack everything in. Send it over to my accountant. He sorts it all out, and then he just sends me a bill from the tax office, and then oh, I just cool. pay. Right, no, right, see again, cool. like less stress, less decision makings. I, I ended up just taking the easy route. So like, I got my dad to like sort of just like put a number in the sky, and then I paid them a load of money. And yeah. then I was just like, that can't be not enough. And then they paid it all back. <laughs> so That's so that funny. That was quite a win. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I then, yeah, sorry, getting back to my normal routine. So, and then yeah. in the evenings, like video editing, like I said, easy, easier work. And then, um, and then just sort of making sure that I have that pre-bed chill out routine again. And I read a book um, before I go to bed. I read, the thing is, like this is this is the whole education side of online coaching or like chilling out whatever if you think that reading a book is hard don't <laughs> it's not break it down i used to think i used to look at a book and think okay i'm never going to finish this book i've got the gary v book at the moment it's 250 pages long and i'm reading 10 pages a day i will finish that book in less than a month by simply reading 10 pages a day but mm. If you think, this is such a weird topic, but if you think, oh my God, 250 pages, you're never going to start that book. Yeah. But if you think five pages a day or 10 pages a day, you will breeze through that book and you'll learn everything that comes of it. Like sure. I always, I always usually with a book as well is I either have a highlighter or a pen with me and I just, I just like my book will never be resold because it's just covered in pen. <laughs> um, so I, I usually like underline bits that I like or take bits and that that's how I learn from books is I I sort of just scribble and shit yeah. on it um so yeah that's that's me that's my routine um what about right. you because yours is obviously quite different because you have yeah. a family um yeah and, very uh, very different the only the only person I have to look after is putting some food on for my dad to make sure he doesn't eat toast all day <laughs> oh shout out to dad i like toast i can't eat toast but, I yeah, like but toast. when you eat toast for three meals of the day and then you have a flapjack like now and again that um his mum makes for him that she shouldn't because they're ridiculously calorically dense you're asking for diabetes <laughs> yeah kind of kind of okay shout out to dad love toast but love toast in moderation but he does okay. he does cycle to work sometimes so i'll let, I'll oh, let there that. you go there you see get, he Toast gets away energy. with that <laughs> okay so um obviously as everybody knows me and aj have realistically the same setup we've got the very same values that we do when we do our online coaching That's uh true. we give feedback the same way um and we have realistically or relatively the same amount of clients i would yeah. have thought yeah i'd say um, if you combined what you have one-to-one -one and online then that would probably meet the amount that i have online kind of thing yeah yeah, I still do two uh, PT uh, PT days a week, which is a Tuesday and a Thursday. Those are my utmost. I am awake from five in the morning and I'm in Stockport and I'm there until eight o'clock at night. And I do those every Tuesday and Thursday and I'm back to back. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice that you have that. Yeah, I'm I do. Kind, I'm moderately jealous of that. Moderately. I, moderately. I, I, I'm, I'm jealous and I'm not jealous. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I think I like it because on those days, I do have my online clients come to me as well. And they travel from all over the country as well. And I get to tweak their form a little bit. So it's lovely to meet my online clients face to face and have a session with them as well. Um, So I do like doing that. But for my online check-in days, I tend to spread my check-ins out a little bit more throughout the week. So I know that you kind of compile yours into a four-day weekend type of thing, which is your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I tend to do mine across the week. So I have realistically between five and 10 check-ins every day apart from a Sunday. Okay, nice, Um, yeah. My Sunday, I tend to... I'm always available and I always say that I'm always available, but I tend to kind of have a cutoff from my WhatsApp um, group or or my WhatsApp clients by 12 o'clock on a Sunday because it's the only day that I get to spend with my family. Mm. And at 12 o'clock, everybody has a lazy morning, so I get up and I smash my check-ins and I get everything done on that Sunday, uh, on the Sunday morning. And I do say to them, if you do check in later than three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, then you're going to have to wait until Monday to get your feedback, I'm afraid. Um, which everybody, you know, they rarely do that. So it's quite nice in that regard. But I'm up at 5.30 every morning without fail, regardless of what day it is. Um, I need to get the kids ready for school. So I sort their lunches out. Um, I do any kind of meal prep that I want to do for my husband if he goes out on the road, because it's a lot of work for him to do mm. as well. Um, he starts work as well on the computer very early. So I make sure that he has some dinner ready. Um, Tegan, she's getting a little bit older now. So this morning, she actually helped out and did her own um, lunch this morning, which was quite nice. Awesome. So it was nice being in the kitchen together. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'll drop her off at the bus stop for 20 past seven, get back, do about two or three check-ins by the time I then need to obviously take my lad to school um, and then come back. And then between the hours of nine and realistically 12, I'm doing my check-ins. Yeah. Um, so I do check-ins. I will have a break round about half past 10. So I'll do an hour and a half solid check-in. Yep. I'll have a break round about half past 10, take the dog for a half hour walk, clear my head, make sure that I'm not just getting fuzzy by staring at the computer for three hours straight, come back, do some more check-ins, make some lunch. Then I'll go and train at one o'clock. Yep. Again, I am the same as you. I will put my um, my phone on a do not disturb, um, sure. but I do still have it connected to my iWatch. So if there is things that go off and go off and go off, then I will just kind of check it in my rest period. Um, but I tend to recover fairly quickly in my rest period. So my longest rest period is normally about three minutes. And that's when I'm doing like a heavy deadlift or something or a rack pull um, where I will need those. And in that time, I'll answer some WhatsApps, you know, if I need to. Um, three o'clock, then go and pick up the boy from school, come back, go and pick up the girl from the bus stop come back, cook some tea for them, get on with my evening check-ins as well. I'll then probably do some physio and some foam rolling, depending on what I've trained that day. Sure. Um, and then um, nine times, well, this week it's been pretty busy actually because I've been having some more podcasts with people from um, America and Australia. So I'm having nice. to do podcasts quite late at night. Mm. Um, so I'll do a podcast at like seven or eight, um, have a half hour, 45 minutes with the kids watching MasterChef and then – I'll do my rice bowl, oats, porridge type thing and have my and goodnight thing on Instagram. So as you can see, like literally, I never, ever, ever stop. And on my PT days, I do exactly the same thing. My laptop comes with me to work. Um, I have a break between 12 and 1, which I'll do most of my check-ins. I'll train at 1 until 3. I'll do more check-ins between 3 and 4. And then I'll have clients 4 until 7. Sorry, 4 until 8. And then I'll drive home. Um, and that's on a Tuesday and a Thursday. So, but this is the thing, and it's about 
it's about manipulating your day because everybody just says to me most of the time, oh, I wish I had your dedication. And it's like, it's not dedication. It is literally running your business the way that you want it to be run and be successful at it. 100%, yeah. You know, I have never, ever seen a successful person work four hours a fucking week. Yeah. Never seen them do it. So all this bullshit about the four-hour work week, get over it. You want to be successful, put in the hours, put in the grind. If you if you just automatically make, like you were talking about, breaking a book down, yeah. <clears throat> it's exactly the same as what we do with prep, right? If you look at a prep and go, shit, I'm going to prep for 23 weeks, that's hard. But you can just say, okay, the first block of this prep is eight weeks. Eh, eight weeks is all right. Easy. You know, easy. I've got to lose eight pounds in eight weeks. Yeah, pretty fucking easy. Most people lose four pounds in the first week just due yeah. to glycogen, inflammation, and everything else. And then it's like, wow, shit, you know, that's easy. Yeah. Right? So that's fine. If you do the same with your business, I want to make 250 grand in the next 12 months. Fuck, how the hell am I going to do that? I'm starting with nothing. I'm just never, ever going to do it. Right? Break it down into days, like AJ just said. Get a whiteboard, write things out and block out your day. Right, this is what I'm going to do. And the same with training. I've got personal trainers who come to me to literally say, I, I, I'm just not doing my own training. So if I have a PT, I'm going to make sure that I go there and do it. And I'm like, well, why don't you do that every single day that you need to train? If you want to train four days a week between the hours of one and three, which is ideal for you, block your diary out. Yeah. Block your diary out to train. Why is this so fucking hard? You know, and to to me, it's kind of like common sense. Yeah. And I know a lot of people aren't blessed with common sense, unfortunately. It's like technological sense. I do not have technology sense. I really don't. Scott has tried to teach me how to put my podcast together with the video editing thing and that kind of thing. He's tried to teach me for at least three years. I still have no fucking idea how to do it. I can just about download <laughs> the conversation and then i'm like scott will you do that video for me <laughs> and he does and he's fabulous and he yeah. does it in about you know three minutes and yeah. it's great um but you know that people just do not have this kind of common sense of blocking their diary out and doing it properly just visualize your day you know i don't have a whiteboard because i've got nowhere to put it <laughs> but i have a diary and i have a diary set out it's a big huge fucking diary thing like this and i set it out hour by hour by hour i know between the hours of 5 30 and nine o'clock, I need to sort the kids out. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. I then know between nine and 12, I've got check-ins. On a Tuesday and a Thursday, I've got all my clients. You know, on this and that, I've got this. And it's so, so easy, and that's how you can keep on top of things. People don't and have structure, that's the thing, Vicky. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, you don't get lean without having a structure to your day. You, you simply won't. You know, you... You, you, you'll really suffer and you'll really make things harder for yourself if you just whack, like win through your day without having any sort of any structure. This is what we're talking about with the whole flexible dieting thing. Sure, you know, yeah. Zero structure. Yeah. And you're really going to struggle. Zero yeah. structure to your day in terms of organization and time management. And you'll really struggle. You'll either yeah. get loads done or fuck all done. And yeah. I was talking to Jack Gad yesterday. He's releasing a new podcast on where he's, he probably will interview you very soon. Um, he's just talking to online coaches across the UK and, and gathering yep. perspective on their or how they run their businesses and how they've built successful businesses. And, you know, we were, we were talking about sort of, you know, how how we plan out our days and, and, and how, how, how they've evolved over time. So I used to just like trying to be busy, like forcing myself to be busy. So I'd say to people, oh, I'm sitting on my laptop, you know, from here to here check out how hardcore I am 
Like, that doesn't make you hardcore. Because if I was to sit at my laptop for any longer than three hours without doing something, even if it's just... Even if it's just going to my room and, like, walking on my treadmill for five minutes, just to clear my head, just to get movement, then... I would really start my my work ability would really start to get shit, even yeah, if it's just check ins. Like yeah. I I I can't do that anymore. And the same well, goes attention span, isn't it? And they yeah. did the study with uh, university students. University students cannot have lectures any longer than ninety minutes because yeah. literally their attention span just goes. Yeah. So you know, an hour lecture, and then you have a break, and then going into a different lecture of a different mindset, a different subject. That's what's going to go on. Now, realistically, we don't have the luxury mm-hmm. to kind of go, right, I'm going to go from check-in to, I don't know, podcast or something along those lines because we've got so many check-ins to do. However, like you said, that's why I take the dog for a walk. That's yeah. why you go for a walk on your treadmill because it's getting away from that. And I think that's why I like breaking my week up with PT sessions as well because I'm actually speaking to a particular person and I'm managing to change their physique purely by oh, – do you know? Oh, I, I want to do this one day on a podcast because it's it really fucks me up. down yeah. so we don't fucking forget. <laughs> I know, right? It's really big. It's it's just about manipulating somebody's stance to make that exercise optimal for them. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. And I'm just going to use this as an example because we're going to have to end it in a minute because I've got to take the lad to school. Yeah. See, this is how fucking busy I'm structured this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just very quickly, somebody who squats. If a PT just says squat for me, okay, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, and just puts two plates under your ankles and then say, I squat again, fuck me. Stop it. Just stop it. Go to a different PT. Or actually just ask him why he's doing that. It's just one of those things that people think will get an instant fix, you know? Oh, it doesn't even work. They're still coming forward onto their toe. They're still going to face plan. Yeah. My dog's talking to me as well now. That's hilarious. Mm. But yeah, so we will discuss that on the next podcast. And I'm going to send AJ a message now to... And my dog is attacking me and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I'm going to send that to It's the to same you. with hip hinging as well. People can never coach a hip hinge properly. Um, no. And I couldn't. <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't for ages. I couldn't keep hip... I got so fucking frustrated. I'd never get anyone to hip hinge because I just yeah. it just pissed me off so much Watch trying to watch a general population client get into the position to bend over a row properly. They'd yeah. never do it. And they'd never straight leg deadlift properly. And it just nobody really annoyed me. Nobody can stiff me. leg deadlift. I'm sorry, nobody can stiff leg deadlift. When I say to people do a stiff leg and they come in and they and um, they say that they've been doing them. And I'm like, is this supposed to be stiff leg? Yeah, we'll do a fucking stiff leg then. Squat. That is a Romanian dead. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that is not a stiff leg. Yeah. Nobody can lock their knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least but push their hips back as far as they need to go without yeah. knee flexion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, cool, guys. We'll leave it there for this week. Um, we'll do our little image for people to gasp. I'm not going to show this. Well, it's WMBF, but... I'm wearing a GB top for gymnastics, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just do a thumbs up. All right, three, two, okay. one. Cool. Fabulous shot. Love it. All right, All right guys, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Any questions, DMs or anything like that, shoot them through. Um, more than happy to answer them. I did have a DM the other day from, or yesterday from a really lovely lady and she was like, oh my God, your response made my day. I didn't think that you'd answer. And I was like, why? I'm still a human. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm still a nice person. So if you I'll do want to DM and just ask a question or whatever, send it across and then we'll be happy to answer it as and when we get round to it. All right, yeah. lovelies. 
Cool. Awesome. Cheers for listening, guys, and see you next week. See you soon. Cool. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.